Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. And to finish out this week in 2021 reviews of the best of interviews that we've conducted here in studio, we're closing off this series with an interview that we had with Jeff Syracuse. And Jeff Syracuse is the council member for District 15. You know, that's a heck of a title right there that you've got with uh, all of the, the best ofs and <laughs> best ofs interviews, 2021. Yeah, that was a lot. It was a lot, but you <laughs> nailed it. We didn't even write that down. Didn't write that down <laughs> at all. Uh, but Jeff Syracuse has been on this podcast a few times, and he is a, the Metro, Metro Council member for District 15. Uh, he served his first term from 2015 to 2019. And so this is the last year of his second term, I guess? Or is uh, for this- that specific district for this specific uh, yes. district yes and then he may be able to run for another district uh was it council member at large uh, council member at large is uh is kind of what you would possibly run run with uh next but uh Jeff Circus he's over He's over your district. Yeah, so this is the Donaldson di- district, and he's come out some with some really cool things recently, like the renderings for the new library, some apartments bil- being built near the Nashville Star train track. Also, an Edley's barbecue is going right next to that uh, the train station and train track. There's a lot of things happening in the Donaldson community. So this is the interview with Jeff Syracuse, council member of District 15. All right, Jeff Syracuse, thank you so much for joining us today on the Nashville story. You are the council member for Donaldson District 15. We always, anytime we talk about that, we play the Hunger Games like little theme for districts and everything. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> poor District 12, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but she's it. wonderful. If you've never had her, Aaron Evans is an awesome council member, and she'd be a great uh, person to be here as well. Yeah, we hope and, to have every single council member here. Yeah. And how, uh, many, how and many are there again? Is it? 40, 40 total 40 30, okay 35 districts five at large okay wow and, and at large just means they represent different the, the whole, whole county, county. Okay. right right gotcha yeah. um yeah. that's that's very cool we're, we're excited to have you here Thanks. on the national story uh we're excited to have you here in the new studio this is cool we're excited to be live on twitch with uh hopefully at least my parents watching you know so <laughs> and that we're, would we're be watching plus. ourselves right now yeah i know <laughs> i know we try, uh, we, we try to do everything we can here but <laughs> <laughs> the last episode you were on for the nashville daily podcast was episode 226 okay well this is episode 569 wow that you're on now you're, you guys are rocking <laughs> so it's, wow. it's, it's been it's may 23rd was the last time we featured you in the podcast okay. of 2020 of 2020 so it's been a year <laughs> and a month which feels like 10 years oh yeah. my yeah. gosh yeah, yeah. Uh, the the what i use to to uh figure out the how much time has passed is how long has it been since it felt like I've watched the Tiger King documentary, <laughs> and, which feels like forever. Did you get into that? A little bit. But then, I was like, then I said, this is too weird. And I, 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 I never got too far. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, it does. It feels like forever since that that's happened. Um, so 
Yeah. You know, a lot to talk about. You are with BMI as, as well yeah. with, with your day job. Is that most council members, they, like probably most people in Nashville, you don't have just one job here in this city. No, taxpayers pay us about twenty three grand a year. Yeah. Right? So it is a part-time job, but with full-time hours. There so, you go. So you do have a mixed bag amongst council members. Some are retired. Okay. So, so they can spend full-time. Others are maybe spouses that don't don't work. Yeah. But mostly you've, you've got uh, folks that have, especially with 40 of us, a wide variety of different day jobs and different uh, backgrounds and expertise they bring to the table. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, with, uh, with, with BMI, um, what has it been like? I know you said you're, you're working from home. Yeah. Has it been nice being able to spend time at home doing BMI stuff and council member stuff? And for me, for sure, and having the two jobs, it has been a little more conducive and, and convenient to be at home uh, d- doing that, especially with everything going on at, with Metro between tornado, pandemic, budget, you know, you, you name it. <laughs> name, um, name your crisis yeah, and we've sh- had it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, but um, no, it looks like we're going back to the office in, in August. And I think, you know, people are starting, starting to uh, either, uh, you know, get back into the office or as we've seen the fundament some fundamental changes of people deciding you know what it's working working from home and and some companies have decided that we're Mm -hmm. going to go in that direction yeah um so we'll see Uh, for us at bmi um uh, we're we're going back to the office Uh, that that's for sure which is okay because you know one one of the fundamental reasons i bought my house where i did in donaldson is my uh location from being able to go right from home boom down the street to music row uh, with, with no traffic in pretty like quick. 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, it used yeah. to be 14 minutes from my driveway to parking spot. It's now increased about, what, 22 to 26, depending on traffic or whatnot. Wow. That's yeah. still pretty good for Nashville. Did you get yeah. caught in that uh, the tractor-trailer accident yesterday or on oh Thursday you into know, that home? I, I know the neighbor whose uh, home was hit, and she thankfully is okay. But, uh, my gosh, you know, um, that brings back memories of uh, that happened, unfortunately, uh, on McGavick Pike. Okay. Oh wow! And, and those neighbors were not so fortunate. They they mm. were they were they were killed. Um, um, yes, it, it's uh, it, it was it was sad. And Elm Hill Pike is you know obviously a, a route, and that neighborhood is right near some industrial areas, mm-hmm. right near Briley Parkway. Um, so there are plenty of trucks that that go there. I don't I totally know what happened there, but uh, I'm thankful that. Uh, uh, my neighbor who, who calls me from time to time on, on different issues, she's okay. That's good. You That's know. really good. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I think a, a lot of new forms of entertainment hit during the pandemic. Sure. I think one of them might have been the council meetings on Zoom. My goodness. Yes. <laughs> what What was that experience like being on Zoom for, for council meetings for a year? I had a, a unique perspective because I, I, I was the president pro tem of council. Oh, so you, you experienced watching the stream Correct. while you were in the chambers. That's and, right. Yeah. And it brought an extraordinary complexity to try to run council meetings uh, re- remotely like that, where you had basically, say, 38 different screens that you're looking at. Um, there is a certain... Uh, oh, yeah, 38 screens in the room. Well, 38 screens on my screen that I'm okay. looking oh, at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Because everybody's at home except for maybe one or two others and in the, in the vice mayor. Um, and so I had to be there as, as the, uh, as the pro tem. And so I kind of, you know, I, I called myself the pandemic pro tem, <laughs> <laughs> um, be, because it was obviously a stressful time for everybody, but yeah. to run council, 
that way using the the WebEx technology yeah. that we used was so extraordinary because the systems that we use weren't designed for us to be at home. Oh. Um, the, the, the system uh, that we use is based on being physically connected um, because of security issues and whatnot. Yes, of course. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and so um, that in of itself uh, was a, was a limitation. I mean, imagine just calling for a vote and 38 people on mutant. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 or it, it, it I was, remember watching those. That was, uh, you, know, <laughs> you have somebody like, hey, you, you're voting. Don't go to the bathroom yet. You're voting. Exactly. Kind of things. Um, and, and there is a rhythm that you get into. That there's an opportunity to, to discuss uh, on the floor right. uh, things that, that you don't have the opportunity to do. Um, so we did set the record, I believe, as the longest council meeting ever. It was um, like over 10 hours, wasn't it? It, it was. Oh, that was um, the one that went like way past the, the, the Sun came up. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get home until six a.m. Was that the budget Usually, one? Um, yes, that yeah. was that was the budget yeah. hearing. Of course, that was the during uh, social unrest, George Floyd, and so that brought out a lot of folks that were. I was about to say, you guys up, took upset. a lot of <laughs> calls at the very beginning of the meeting. It was extraordinary. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, we're, uh, with the calls, were people able to zoom in to these meetings as well, or did they strictly have audio? I felt like a radio talk show host <laughs> okay. because it was just audio. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, thank you for calling. I need your name, your address, yep. and, and you have two minutes. And and that is what I what I did when uh, Vice Mayor wow. Schulman uh, took a break after like four hours of, of of doing this, and then I stepped in for another couple few hours. Wow, um, it it was pretty extraordinary. Um, it- yeah. <laughs> to, to think that you guys probably had some of the most stressful times as council members and you couldn't even be in the same room to discuss it. That was some tough. of the, 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 the toughest things that Nationals probably had to decide in several decades. Right. Uh, the, yeah. Raising taxes like we like we did during a whole pandemic when businesses were shut down. And um, it, it was so stressful. Um, and, I, and I've said this a lot that, you know, I, I ran for office to help my neighbors, but I've never felt so helpless before in my wow. life, mm. you know, between tornado, pandemic, um, you know, budget issues that we were going through. Um, and then one of the most difficult things during the pandemic is you couldn't be together. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't call a community meeting or have a town hall yeah. and get people together and put some statistics and maps and things like that on a screen and numbers and figures. And I could show here's the budget. Here's our budget situation. This is the path we're going down. This is why we got into the trouble we did yeah this is how we're going to get out of it and it's not as bad as you think um people were so stressed out um you know people were got angry quickly (laughs) for sure um but it it, um you know i i had a zoom community meeting for the budget and whatnot oh cool and and you know that not a a whole lot of people show up to those i may have had 20 total you know when i when i did a uh a town hall in 2019 after the July budget to explain to teachers and people why I voted no on a tax increase. Um, you know, that, yeah. that I could put people together in. Yeah. And then when I had to, you know, try to explain to people why we had to uh, raise taxes 34% and right. why it wasn't really as bad as you think it is. Right. Um, when you compare things in the big picture, sure. that was difficult to do with when you couldn't get people in a room and, and actually discuss it. And, and social media, of course, is a blessing and a curse, right? Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it was a frustrating year, but it's very good to be back in person. Do you think the city or metro government is still dealing with the the, the repercussions of the increase in taxes and like the frustration of that people had? 
Well, sure. Uh, you know, we had that referendum that was attempted now twice, and it was been struck down twice in, in court. So I'd say the recent time was you know, it was we were, we were going to have the actual vote, and then uh, just a few days ago, um, I believe Tuesday, it was was it the appeal for it? Yes. Um, that struck it down. Yeah. They are. The election commission is discussing it today. My gosh. To determine ne ne <laughs> next steps, whether they want to appeal or not. I did send them a, a note yesterday asking them not to appeal it. Yeah. Um, because the, the reality is that, you know, so we don't control values, right? The values are set by our, the, the property assessor right. and whatnot. That's their job. And that those are standard processes across the state to, to, do, to do that. Yeah. We manage the rate. If there's one thing we didn't do a good job of over the course of this rapid period of growth is we didn't manage the rate very well. Um, but if you look at what happened when the rate tanked after the greatest four-year period of growth in Metro's history between 2013 and 2017, well, then what eventually happened with the reappraisal process, because we're still growing, right. that rate tanked to almost what it was before everybody got upset when we raised it. Right. So, uh, so we're right back to one of the lowest rates in Metro history. Yeah. So it, it's frustrating to not have a platform beyond social media last year to have communicated all this. Um, but where we didn't do a good job is, like I say, manage the rate. These big jumps up and down and up and down, that's not good for anybody. Right. No, absolutely people, not. Pe people want to budget and people want to be able to have consistency and whatnot. Um, you know, in hindsight, and largely because there was instability in, in the mayor's office, um, what we should have done was nudge the rate up between 17 and 19 or 20. Right. Nice and easy. Yep. Yeah. And, and we wouldn't have been talking about a 34% increase. Right. right. But that, so that's where we failed and we, and we should have done that. Um, but, you know, the reality is that all of these other issues related to the budget were discussed. Yes, we did have a bit of a spending plan, a spending problem, not as bad as some people make it out to be. Um, but we're at a really good point right now. Yeah. Um, to, to Mayor Cooper's uh, credit um, and, and the administration, um, we have come out of this thing and our budget issues uh, pretty well with a very low tax rate and finally a budget that we just passed that does exactly what I've been hearing from, from constituents. If we're going to reinvest um, these, uh, you know, this, this tax increase or, or whatnot, um, it needs to go into core issues. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, we've caught up education um, to, to a good degree. We now have the highest paid teachers in Tennessee. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, um, we have made the uh, investments in public safety that, that folks want. Now, now there's another component to, to this sure. in that people uh, want to see greater investment in social services and, and whatnot. Right. And, and, I, and I do want to get there, and I think we are getting there. Uh, the, this notion of defund uh, police is, is difficult because we're, we're behind. Um, in catching up with with growth, right? Um, we're we're we've just funded the ninth precinct for for Davidson County. That's uh, the one that's um, going to be built in uh, Antioch, correct? right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, for, from my perspective, uh, for sure, having the in being in the Hermitage precinct area, which I believe is the third largest geographically, these guys and gals are spread thin, very very thin. Yeah. yeah and, um, and it does seem like a lot of crime has shifted over it, it into has. the Hermitage areas in the past few years. It, it, it certainly has um and so i 
I appreciate and understand this notion that we don't need to approach every single issue with a police presence. Um, but uh, we are moving in the direction of, of doing that. Um, um, and I think that the police will tell you also, sure, we don't want to necessarily have to be the, 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 you know, the, the ones that show up to every single issue. Right. But, but I will tell you that, that there are folks that are in the social services world that they don't want to necessarily show up alone to certain <laughs> yeah, issues yeah. either. Yeah. Well, right? you, have, you have those really terrible situations that are happening in Baltimore with all of this. Sure. Right. Yeah, so and I, if I was a social worker, I would want to avoid those type of situations. Right. I, so. I'm, I'm very thankful that the Hermitage Precinct is part of a pilot program yes. on a co-response model with um, the mental health cooperative. Yep. And I toured the, the, the center a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, I hope folks will be paying attention to that because that is going to be a model moving forward and to, to show yeah. that we are going to be investing in, in social services and not just rely on, on police who don't necessarily want to be either, just the, the ones that have to handle all these issues. Right. right. I believe that program is kind of the ride-along program where if there's an incident that looks like it may require social services, somebody nearby from that social uh, aspect will be able to be either picked up or go to that location with a police officer right. and they handle that call together. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's a great, I, I think that's a great kind of test model is like, let's not make it only police or only social services. Let's do a police and exactly kind of response. Yeah. Are yeah. we one yeah. of the first cities in the nation to introduce this type of program? I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, and there were other models considered um, and, and whatnot. Um, this is the one that uh, ha has been funded. Um, so yeah, that's the important part. Uh, is it right? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Um, and so what, what I really try to get through uh, and communicate from my perspective to, to folks that uh, are on this notion of defund the police, um, which, you know, again, we're behind on paying our current uh, police members uh, enough um, to be competitive, just like anything else in the private or public world. You know, when, when you when you train somebody and you get them up and running, if you're not going to have a good competitive salary, well, they're going to take their experience and go someplace else where there's less hassle and more pay. Yeah. That ultimately costs you from an HR perspective, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we, we need to be able to be competitive on that. So... Um, and then some of the other things that uh, people talked about where we did have to replace some helicopters that were very old, uh, you know, so and they talked about, well, you got all these, you know, aggressive helicopters and, you know, and equipment, pieces of equipment now, uh, you know, that's not necessarily the, the case, you know. Um, so I want to have continued conversations about how we move to more of a model of co-response sure. of, of not relying on police for some, it's not going to happen quick enough. I get it. But nothing does in government. Well, yeah, right? like you, you said, know. we're still catching up to the growth. If we were in like a steady area, I think the conversation could be different. Sure. But we're still, we're still, <laughs> we still have a lot of growth in, in the, the people are causing us. We still need to grow in our infrastructure right. spots. Yes. What's, what's the yeah. number of officer per resident? Is it like is it one officer per that's thousand a, residents? Oh, we forgot to send you this question that's, in yeah, advance, didn't that's we? That's a gotcha question. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know exactly what what that is, and I'm, okay. and I'm sure it's different per precinct. Yeah, I, if, if, I assume so. I, I would I would assume so. Um, and it's and I think it's based on the statistics of the different type of crimes in that general region too, possibly. Um, as far as how they're staffed and numbers yeah. at each precinct and whatnot. 
Yeah, I believe so. Um, that that's a good question. That gets into some of the, the details where I need subject matter experts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know uh, we have a a, a new uh, commander of the Hermitage precinct, Randy Hickerson. He, he lives in Hermitage and uh, wonderful guy. Um, I have a great relationship with with our police precinct, and uh, that's something I encourage all neighbors and especially neighborhood leaders to do. Yeah. Um, because at, at the end of the day, it, it's uh, it, it's about having that good relationship, so you understand their pressures, what they do, what they go through. Right. Um, and and uh, I hated last year how they were really. Um, I, I understood, but uh, they, they took a lot of brunt of, um, of of issues. And we we don't have a bad police department here in Nashville. We, no, we, we don't. We have a great one. What was the biggest challenge over this the past fifteen months of being a council member? Uh, the, the, one of the biggest challenges was not being able to gather with your neighbors. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, just like, like I said, the, the feelings of helplessness when businesses are closed, but yet we're going to tax you more, um, you know, and communicating those issues. Yeah. Um, not being able to have community meetings was, was one of the big things because a lot of my job is about communication. Yeah. And getting information out to my neighbors and, con- and constituents. And it was difficult last year because I couldn't really do that in a very effective way. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you have your, your, your social media warriors that uh, just, gosh, respond quickly and aggressively. And then you can't have a, uh, a productive conversation. <laughs> you, know, you, 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 yeah. know, you know, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, uh, yeah. the, the songwriter? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got an album out uh, that was from the early 90s, and uh, one of the songs was called uh, the, the, the Bravery of Being Out of Range, <laughs> which is more about, uh, uh, you know, military commanders and, and, and whatnot. But for me, the, the 21st century version of that is social media. Yeah. Right? Listen to me now, right? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Know. You know, you wouldn't say that to me if we were talking face-to-face, right? No, but, not uh, at all. But you get on social media, and holy Molly, you're the you're, you're the uh, you know the grand poovah. Yeah, of, the, the squeaky uh, will gets the uh, the, right. the yeah. grease kind of mentality there. <laughs> yeah, it is very interesting. Uh, so so now that council meetings are are back in person, mm. now that you can go out talk to your neighbors, yeah. see them, see them at local restaurants yeah. and everything. What has that been like since we've Nashville's been? reopened and, and, and sort of the floodgates literally opened into this city. It's been extraordinary, right? I mean, I went to a show at, at uh, Exit Inn. I went to a show at Five Spot. It's like, my gosh, are we, <laughs> are we back to normal? We're, we're seeing live music again, and we can go see each other at, at restaurants and, and whatnot. Um, you know, it's, it was extraordinary to just to see us open back up and just a breath of fresh air. Um, so I... But what the real extraordinary thing was is that the growth has never stopped, even during the pandemic. Isn't that we, crazy? Because uh, you, you know, guys, I don't know if it was Metro Council or the planning board, they approved $5.6 billion in the last year. In construction for permits. For construction permits, which yeah. is the largest year historically Nashville has ever seen. And you know what? In in my district, I, I, I see that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably dealing with the most potential developments in my district than, than I've dealt with since uh, I was first elected. Wow. Um, oh, because there's uh, there's four new apartment buildings being built in Donaldson, correct? There's one like right off of Lebanon. There's that brand new facility near the Gaylord. 
That's going to be really big. That one is big. That one's going to be 300 apartments. That was zoned uh, way before my time. That was okay. that, that took about a decade for for Ryman to, to put together. Wow! Um, right, and that's so, crazy. And, and so that remember that was going to be the uh, potential uh, water snow park yeah. uh, in, in partnership oh, with, with Dolly Parton, and then that fell apart. The land stayed there for several years undeveloped, and they put together this. Um, Excuse me. This uh, uh, mixed-use office park with with residential housing and whatnot. And the idea is that obviously you have the 30th largest hotel in, in the world right there, yeah. <laughs> um, plus all the other hotels. So uh, that apartment uh, building is going to hopefully be conducive to a lot of those workers that, that can afford it. They're close there. I think that's going to be a fantastic. Uh, people don't do have like to cross underground tunnel for the employees. That to would the be hotel. awesome. People now, don't have to cross the river as I, much. I, exactly right. We have talked about a shuttle. Right? That'd be great. So, whether it's for Opry Mills yeah. or, or for the Opryland Hotel or whatnot, right? Exactly. Yeah. So keep more cars off the road is, is, oh is the idea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? So there's the one apartment complex at uh, Briley and Lebanon Pike. Yep. Um, there's that's 250 there, units? No, no, that's just 120. 120. Uh, right. There's one, uh, the one down at, uh, in, in Opryland there. Um, those are the only two. Okay. Um, that that are in in my district. The other ones, and, I, and I'm cognizant. I've heard from neighbors they they have uh, concerns about the uh, the balance of uh, rental versus for sale products. Of course. I, oh I, my I, gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I I totally get it. Um, so I have some other developments coming that are either all townhome or condo. Oh, great. Um, yeah. yeah. And then does the airport have to go through you for rezoning any of the airport? No. So I am everything north of the airport, right? So, okay. so my district is uh, uh, just north of 40. So yeah. that, that's Russ Bradford, uh, where I guess uh, probably like 70 to 80% of this district is airport. Uh, wow. Right? Um, wow. I think that number's right. Um, but so they are there. Airports are like many cities. Of course. Self-funded. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you know, everything that they're doing there with the billions of dollars of expansion <laughs> that, that they are going through alone yeah. um, is, all, is all funded via their own uh, capacity to do so. Yeah, which what, is incredible. Uh, when is the state? I just saw this on TDOT because I look at TDOT's website for fun. <laughs> um, I saw that they're about to change Donaldson Pike. That's a project, believe it or not, that they've been wanting to do for years. But okay. es- but especially it, it got elevated in importance when it was a critical piece to how the airport is to expand. Yeah. All right. So right now Donaldson Pike goes through the airport kind of like this, and you've got parking on the side. Eventually Donaldson Pike is going to go around. and The back the, side of the airport? Um, kind of. Well, it, not the back side. Like where but, the Knights of Columbus is? Yeah, and, and they've moved, by the way. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, isn't that yeah. going to be a Ferrari dealership? Yes. Yeah. So, so they sold, and uh, there's an old abandoned church that's across the street from the Two Rivers Mansion where the Knights of Columbus uh, moved into. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but the interchange that um, hopefully is going to break ground end of this year, maybe early next year. I, I, there actually you just is, need somebody like um, what happened to Mount Julius Bridge. Somebody run into it, and you can get it done quicker. Gosh, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but that interchange is going to be very interesting. The, the concept is called a diverging diamond. I've seen and, these, and, yeah. And you can watch the video and show how the design is actually going to make traffic uh, flow better. Um, wow. It, it's the same design that they also use or are using um, in Antioch. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, is it, was it Old Hickory uh, the um, Boulevard? Is it the Old Hickory um, or the Bell Bell Road? One of those. Or, or yes. is it going to be the new one for Century Farms? Uh, okay. It's probably all three of them. <laughs> it's one of those. But it's an interesting design. Okay. And, uh, I'll look that up. I That's think it's, fun. It, yeah, there's a cool video of the I-40 Donaldson Pike uh uh, interchange that TDOT has that shows you how this diverging diamond is, is there to increase uh, traffic flow. And, wow. And, yeah, I, I think yeah. uh, I was watching a video. I watched traffic videos on, like, how to fix traffic because I just get bored. Good. And, yeah. uh, it's what we do it when we're stuck in traffic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do not advocate 
watching on your phone while you're driving. Yeah, but, right. Pass um, <laughs> the it's really interesting because I think this diamond concept is a hundred. It moves a hundred percent faster than some of like the like figure eight yeah, concepts. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's really it's really interesting concept. Now, um, my little piece to this <laughs> in this in this big uh, project is you know the Dawson Gateway project is a, is a beloved uh, small nonprofit in in the community for beautification or whatnot. T dot has called us the poster child for community beautification efforts. Heck but, yeah! But um, we always have had a spot for a welcome to Donaldson sign. Okay. Uh, at that uh, in- interchange because that is really yes. like one of the main entrances into Donaldson. Right. So T dot is going to build us. A um, as you're coming around, a place they're going to like just raise it up and place it, and then we'll have to raise the money for the for the sign. Uh, but we have a spot. That's we're, awesome. We're a welcome to Donaldson sign. It's going to be great. So, That's hey, fantastic. Small wins, right? While we're on the topic of transportation, yeah. last yeah. time that we had talked, you know, we had kind of gone over, hey, here's what we've been, what, what kind of the 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 what we hope happens in the future for. Donaldson and the transportation and the train tracks and all that stuff. Sure. And then, and then, you know, a pandemic can just change everything. Yeah. Uh, so w- what does it look like right now for the future of transportation at Donaldson? You know, since we spoke last, um, the, the improvements to the, the star yeah. haven't slowed down. Um, That's great. They've been on track, pun intended. <laughs> and and what we did get last year uh, was improved uh, refurbished uh, engines and cars. Wow. With the new painted branding of WeGo, right? Yeah. yeah. And so those were launched last year um, because we definitely got our money's worth out of the first ones that were hand-me-down trains from that we got, I believe, from Chicago. Um, and uh, they've been in, in service since 2006. Yeah. So we got uh, some improved cars. They look so much better. The engines are totally refurbished. Yeah. Um, so That's that, fantastic. That, that was something we had to do. Um, we have a whole engineering study that was done for the, the STAR. And for all the infrastructure and the rails and and and, uh, and whatnot, that uh, all the components that need to effectuate it running more often and, right. and and all that kind of stuff. So we do have a prioritized list of what investments we have to make. Slowly but surely, we're we're starting to to ch- chip away at those. Okay, I'm hopeful that between the transportation plan that we have here locally and the infrastructure plan that I understand the the the, the Biden administration has worked out with with Congress. I'm hopeful that we can tap into to some of that um, right? because we need to do things in order to make the, the train run more often. We need uh, side rails so that you can have trains uh, go by know, each other, right? Go yeah. by each other. Because that line um, is owned by CSX. Uh, no. So it's, it's, it's that's why we're able to have the the, okay. the the star there is because it's not CSX. It's a short line rail. Uh, that uh, is now owned by the R.J. Corman uh, company. Okay. And uh, um, they have uh, good experience. They bought it a, a few years ago. They have some experience that I think they're going to bring to the table as far as uh, improvements to, to the rail line that, that, that will help us. It's going to take a mixed bag. It's always chicken and the egg. It's going to take a mixed bag of both <laughs> public and the various sectors of public. Of course. Different counties, state even federal grants, things like that. Oh, yeah. And the private development. So, yeah. so what, what, what can I do? I am trying to, uh, to help manage the right kind of private development that ultimately makes it so that we can then invest the public dollars to make it run more often. Get all those people in the room. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, and and I think that the cool thing is the restaurants around in, in that area where, uh, where the, the star, is and you know where future train station stuff uh can go has only increased uh thank god oscar's taco shop 
West Coast. Yeah, well, West Coast. West Coast Taco right. Shop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, put a, lo- a location into there. Pretty cool. I, huh? I uh, eat there every week. <laughs> almost. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm working with six different potential restaurant concepts oh, man. that are coming just at the Lebanon Pike Corridor right there. I love the that. Other, Great. The other one, I, uh, one of them I just uh, announced the other day, which is Rock and Roll Sushi. Wow. Is, is coming, you know where the old Pie 5 uh, yes. lo- location uh-huh. is next to Merkel Pasta? Yeah. Which, which is amazing. Um, yeah, that's where Rock and Roll Sushi is coming. Oh, that's wow! Great. And there's uh, more coming. That's um, exciting. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah. So, so you've yeah. seen, uh, I think, even an increase. Um, it, it is very interesting to see that during the pandemic, it it was this weird time where everybody kind of went into panic mode, and then once everybody, I think, was able to take a deep breath and kind of figure out a recovery plan, right. the development just is, is you know, pun intended, like railroading into Nashville yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and I'm guessing you're seeing that for your areas, just nonstop investment in that community. It's true. Um, I mean, uh, what I'm thankful for, my predecessor, Councilmember Phil Claiborne, um, led the effort to put the vision together, right, that I'm trying to now uh, make happen, Yeah. right, which, which you know, we're, we're starting, especially at the new library and some of the housing projects around that are more urban style that will support the star and whatnot. But we had a, we have a plan that helps balance growth and even limit growth to a, to a certain extent. Sure. And nobody would, would have thought that that plan would be just so important that we aren't just railroaded by just an unrelenting <laughs> growth that uh, we're, we're not able to, to balance. And so I, I've always said that Donaldson offers the, the, some of the best opportunities to have smart growth that addresses some of our larger, more regional issues, be it transit, affordable yeah. housing, uh, you, you name it. You know, um, hey, Donaldson, because like, I've lived in Donaldson now for over a year, and it's been my favorite neighborhood ever since I came to Nashville. It's just like it's such a hidden gem neighborhood of Nashville. Sure. And a lot of people, like, they drive through Donaldson. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is nice. But you don't realize how close you are to the airport. You don't realize how close you are to, like, Opry Mills and the Grand Old Opry. It's true. Like, I can get to the Grand Old Opry from my house in seven minutes, which is incredible. It's extraordinary. (laughs) You know, people look at Lebanon Pike and the the condition of it right now. I mean, look how long it took Gallatin Pike to, 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 especially closer into East Nashville, to to really transform, right? Yeah. Um, It's it's, uh, it's It's difficult. It's been at least eight years, right? Almost, yeah. It's difficult. It's slow, but it is happening. Um, The the biggest infrastructure improvement that we're going to see on Lebanon Pike that, gosh, I hope that this project breaks ground by the end of this year, is the big $9 million sidewalk project uh, on the north side of Lebanon Pike oh, from McGavick man. down to old Lebanon Pike. Where oh, that's great. Right That'd where Party Fall is. Yeah. Th- that'll improve the look and the feel of um, a, a whole lot and bring some really needed connectivity oh, yeah. as these uh, developments happen and people can walk to places instead of getting in their car, and, you know, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Just yeah. for our own selfish interest, do you know what's going in right at, uh, as soon as you turn left on uh, onto McGavick? Um, right off of Elm Hill Pike. Do you There's know three, what development like, is going into there? Right They're doing Gosh. construction there. So this is a, uh, a a good model of what should not be happening as far as development and why it's it's important to have good representation. And I don't want to throw one of my predecessors under the, <laughs> under the bus here, especially because he's he's not living anymore. But I will say that uh, my predecessor uh, two ago. Um, had that property rezoned to commercial. It was residential. It is, okay. yeah, I was this, say, it is an interesting this, so it's location. This, this was 1999 or wow. so. It was recommended 
for disapproval by the planning commission. And, and it's a council member can still control the bill and they can bring it to council. And if it's something's recommended for disapproval, they have to get 27 votes out of council instead of 21. Oh, well, interesting. He was able interesting. to, he was able to do that. But point in case why the planning department, the planning commission are very important. Um, this should never have been rezoned as, as commercial. Yeah. It took them 20 years to, to figure out how to get a hotel on this site that has a number of stormwater issues, access issues, things like that. Oh, and that so, area floods so bad. Because uh, yeah, so, it used to be that lake. And so there's nothing that I could do about it. They had their legal right to, to, to develop that. Um, but, uh, you know, I was at least able to help ensure that the sidewalk was is still going to happen, even though it's going to be across the street because there's a stream there uh, and whatnot. So uh, short story, miserable, is it's going to be an Aloft hotel. Okay, um, gotcha. It, yes. I mean, it's, it's not, not horrible, but I do feel sorry for the neighbors that are right next to it and, and above oh, yeah. it or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. At, at best, that should have been a moderate, dense, like, townhome development or something like for that. All, for, in all honesty, that's what I yeah. thought it was going to be. It was a townhome development. It, it should have been, right? Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the property just south of that also it was, just was, sold, right? Was was zoned. Now the one right contiguously next to it is, okay. was also zoned at the same time. Oh wow! So you, gotcha. You, you could see another potential development there like that. Okay. This is your second term as a city council member, correct? It's hard to believe. I'm almost on the downhill now of my, <laughs> of my second term. So I'm the, I'm the lame duck. What, <laughs> what's been the biggest thing you've learned about yourself while working with city council? About myself. Or Nashville. We can um, do both. It's been an extraordinary, amazing experience. It really has. And it's going to be interesting to, to just, like, walk away from it after eight years of gathering all this knowledge and experience or whatnot. And, you know, I still haven't decided what I'm going to do next. Um, you know, I get that question a whole lot as far as, you know, run for at large, you're going to do this or, or, or that. Um, possibly. What have I learned? Um you, you know, you have to empower yourself to uh, engage, right? I mean, there is there is a, a participation that you have to do and, and, and whatnot. There's a certain level of I can only lead a horse to water kind of stuff, you know. Um, it has been a passion of mine to make my neighbors aware of things, to be incredibly transparent um, when things are happening, uh, but to also encourage you to be even more proactive in engaging with, yeah. with, with, uh, yeah. everything going on. Right. Um, I don't know if I really answered that, but it, it's, uh, um, well, what are some of the ways that, cause I, I, this is a question I thought about earlier and I think this fits into what you're talking about. Yeah. How can that, what are the best ways for people to, uh, or, or kind of a twofold question. Why, yeah. you know, why is it important that, you know, people tune into what's going on yeah. in their city and then number two what are the ways that people can you know get to know what's happening i mean Stuart and i have the luxury of that's just part of what we do right and so we get to you know look at that stuff because it's, it's part of how we communicate uh with with nashville but you know, for everybody who may just be working, going home, they just want to go to a restaurant and, and eat out and go to a movie or, or a show, you know, how how do they get involved with the community in sure. that way? Yeah, I think maybe one of the things I've, I've learned and, and this addresses this also is if you don't have some relationship with your elected official, yeah, um, you should. 
Yeah. What, why don't you? Your local have, district have you and, and yeah. everybody. Have you never called, emailed, social media tagged, <laughs> or, or whatever, <laughs> a, a question or, or a concern or, or to get clarification on something? Yeah. Um, I, you know, otherwise you just assume, well, you're, you're, you're happy where you are. You're happy with the tax rate that you have. You're happy with development that's ha- happening around you. You're happy in your neighborhood. Um, otherwise, you know, be engaged. Yeah. Um, uh, social media, a new Nashville.gov is coming out. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, fi- finally, wow. you know. Um, what, what are, what's going to be the, the new things that that enhances? You know, it's just, I think it's, it's the platform of being able to probably engage the, the website with some social media, with some more um, um, intuitive. Not just uh, download design. meeting notes and things uh, like that. Y- yes, yeah. right. Um, there's a lot that we've talked about on the Metro Council uh, page of Nashville.gov that we want to update. I've always asked to have a district dashboard, right? Yeah. Where, where any constituent can go uh, pull up my page and boom, see everything going on in the district. I think yeah. that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Everything that's going on at the at the beer board, the planning commission, at the at the BZA, at the at, you know, and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. You've done a fantastic then, job with that. I think it's just on a. It's just not there at that site. It's not there <laughs> as a one-stop shop. Right, yeah. I think we're getting to that point, especially one of the big successes has been Hub Nashville, right? Yes. The, that, the, the one-stop shop, if you need service from Nashville, boom. I think the pandemic can, really increased the value of that. It absolutely did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, yeah. It did. It's a, It's been a very uh, cool tool. What's interesting, and this kind of relates to my day job as well, in a way, is both Metro and, and my day job use a Salesforce-based, I'm getting a, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. a, a, a little bit of a nerd. Uh, yeah, a, go for it. Nerdism here, but as a, as a CRM platform, a customer customer relation management platform, um, they, they're both using basically a Salesforce platform, which that's what Hub is. And I think that what it is, is it's providing more efficient service um, and more transparency to that. Yeah. So it's being able to collect data, to be able to show uh, you know data, and to show, like, well, if you were to put a Hub Nashville request in, you'll get an update and you'll see... And you'll be able to see you know, the progress of, of that particular issue. Whether That's it's your cool. Miss trash or a codes issue or whatever. Um, wow. So we're moving in a good direction in that regard. Yeah. To provide better transparent service to, to all all Nashvillians. That's awesome. Yeah. With everything that you're seeing, like, oh, we're going in this direction, we're doing this and that. What are you on your in in the? How much longer do you have in your what, two, your, your two, tenure? Two and a half years, a year and a half. Okay, um, right till and, and, <laughs> September of 2023. Because it was 2015, 2019. Yeah, and so, then you were reelected in 19, this? right? Yeah. Um, right. So a year. Gosh, <laughs> what's between now and then September of 2023? This is still 21. Yeah, so you so got about a year and a half. Two years. What are what do you want your <laughs> legacy to be for the Donaldson Councilman position? That's a that's a term that lends itself to ego, right, or whatever. I'm not, I'm not necessarily, you know, obviously the Donaldson Library is probably my, my biggest project, right? That's been a project that I've been working on even before I was elected. And uh, so, Yeah, tell us about, about that. Uh, what's so cool about that is, you know, A, we have the oldest uh, branch of the library system in Davidson County right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, a building that I want to keep, by the way. This is the um, one where it is right off of Lebanon. Yeah. It's right next to that church. Cross street from Publix. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's right there. It's kind of hidden. There, I was about right? to say, I think I was thinking of <laughs> the Hermitage the Library. Because you go down a little bit to get it's, to it, right? Um, in the back. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, right. You don't have the Hermitage Library under your purview, no, do you? No, that's in 14th District. Councilmember Kevin Roten. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. so um, what, it, what are the – Donaldson Library, it's not – 
uh, what are the improvements that's going to be oh, done so, to that one? So we're going to be going from a well, that building nothing's going to be improved. We're getting a brand new one. Oh, that's fantastic. So that building is about fifty five hundred square feet. So the library where it made the most sense to put it was to help with the vision of creating a, t- a walkable town center. And what do you need in, in a town center? You need some sort of civic anchor, right? Yeah. We didn't have that. The Donaldson Plaza has always been the heart of Donaldson right. and kind of like the anchor that yeah. people have. I mean, you, don't, you don't have a courthouse like a small town. We don't. We yeah. don't have a square. Right? Yeah. But we have like that half moon old Lebanon Pike that is then, of course, right across the street to the train station. Right. So thanks to Holiday Properties who bought into the vision of where we are headed and, and understood the value of buying Donaldson Plaza and partnering with Metro is that uh, Metro bought a piece of the plaza and and that is directly straight shot across the street from the train station. The, li- the new library that's going to be 25,000 square feet Whoa. Right, is, is going to be right there. That's going to be the, it, the it, besides downtown, that'll be the largest library in town. No, won't it? Got, is it Bellevue a, Actually, Bellevue is about the same oh, size. Which okay. is, so these are all roughly you know, going to be similar facilities. Maybe not the look, but the, you know, yeah. the, the size of them in order to accommodate Man, a 21st century, century technology-oriented library, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a two-story library wow. with, with a parking underneath. Um, so I've been in these meetings at, with the uh, the, the uh, whole um, uh, development team, team. Development okay. team. Yeah. Um, I, I have seen a rendering. It's, uh, it's right re- where that re- um, uh, so where the empty land is over in the Donaldson Pond. Yes. And there's that weird like art piece or playground piece that's right there. The right. little that, sound like, piece. Mirror. So I had a, uh, a uh, an event recently called the Donaldson Plaza Palooza. Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, that, uh, Lindsay in, uh, in Metro Libraries came up with that name, so kudos to her. And the whole idea was that um, one of the aspects of having the new library is the fact that we're also going to have some level of civic green space in front, right? Oh, that's yeah. great. Gathering space, you know, yeah. usable functional Events. space. For like yeah. Events, yeah. Wow. Th- things like that. And so when uh, the library was delayed, um, then uh, we had the opportunity to at least green up that area. Mm. And so I figured, you know, the library probably is not going to be breaking ground until the end of this year. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice, especially as we're coming out of the pandemic, to have an event to bring people together, use the green space, yeah. and feature some library programming? So you had families and kids there with the awesome puppet show that they do. You know, I, I, I booked a couple bands, a few bands. And, I was about uh, to say, can't be, we, you, we, can't, you can't have an event without music here. <laughs> we had live music, <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of the restaurants had some specials and stuff like that. So it was it was a great day and that pod thing that's there right is it belongs to the nashville civic design center okay ah. who is very engaged in creating civic spaces and in guiding the you know development in that regard yeah and so they have this thing called the sound box that engages you to give input on on a particular project in this case what do you want to see for this green space oh, that's awesome. and stuff like that so that's very cool it, so it was a dual purpose kind of event it brought people out um, it was great to see neighbors. People are like, "Wow, I haven't been out." You know, <laughs> they they put down a blanket. They they chilled out. They wow. had a lunch. So it was it was a fun event. So uh, the next is like I say, I, I I've seen an initial rendering of the library. I think people are going to love it, and so that's so and, exciting. And, and you guys, are the first ones, I'm I'm telling you that that uh, that at a rendering here of, first. of the library is 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 out. Um, it's is not, it on your website? It's, it's, it's not final, so it's okay. not it's not public yet. But uh, I hope to make an event out of showing and in, in uh, showing folks the uh, the that's rendering awesome. of the library. I think people are going to love it. That's awesome. That's so that's fun. Cool. I think that yeah. I think that's a fantastic, uh, you know legacy whatever you want to leave right. here is going to be seeing that 
uh, yeah, that's the, that's the main one. You know, I work very hard on the train station. If, if I could get the train station done, then you're setting up um, a true town center, transit-oriented, walkable village that I think, you know... Nowhere the, else in Nashville has. Exactly. Yep. You know, that, you know who has that? You, you, know, you think 20, 30 years from now when uh, it's developed with the infrastructure and sidewalks and people are able to walk from a place they live to a restaurant, to the library, yeah. to the train station. I mean, where else are you going to have that? I mean, it's especially... Just go to the airport. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I love no. that McGavick Pike, that that walkway, can get people closer even to connecting the hotels and the walkability of that hotel area to that kind of town center area. Right. For sure. I yeah, think absolutely. that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, let's move into a fun segment, kind of a surprise segment. Cool. So you are over the community of, of Donaldson. Yeah. Uh, so you know a lot about Donaldson. But... How much do you know about Rachel Donaldson? Oh wow! Okay. So we we've yes. got a we've got a fun little quiz uh, set up uh, for you about Rachel Donaldson oh, well, to, to test your knowledge. I hope Phil Claiborne's with, not listening uh, <laughs> <laughs> because there is a connection uh, to Two Rivers Mansion there. Yes, and and, 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 and that family. Um, okay, and, Stuart, Stuart prepared the questions. He's he's gonna okay. he's gonna ask them. We we've got hopefully an easy one to start off with. All right. Well, uh, I think this one's relatively easy. Who was Rachel's father. Rachel's father was uh, John Donaldson. John Donaldson, right? The reason Donaldson yes. is named. Well, never right. I was about to yes. say, it, it, yeah, it's named after yes. John Donaldson. Even right. though I was about to say, I don't know who's more well known, Rachel or John Donaldson. Maybe Probably. both at this Rachel, point. Rachel, from a nationwide yes. perspective. Yeah. Uh, John, he was only in from Na- a local he, perspective. He was only in Nashville for a very short time. He took off, and he took <laughs> off, and he died by gunshots on a riverbank yes. up in Virginia, I believe. Yes. And uh, yeah. he was in Nashville a very short time. Like, yeah. Well, he left years. his legacy and peaced out. Yeah. 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 And then they <laughs> named this region after him. Okay. True. So, second question. I think yeah. this one's easier. Uh, who was Rachel Donaldson married to? Oh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> if I got that wrong, then <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to head out yeah, now. Right. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is another question. Most people don't realize this. Mm. Rachel Donaldson was still married when she married Andrew Jackson. Mm. Who was the man she was previously married to or still married to while she married Andrew Jackson? Goodness gracious. Oh. I don't know the answer. To that. I had to look this one up too. So. <laughs> yeah. His name is uh, Louis Roberts with a B. Roberts. Roberts. Interesting. And so uh, he was, it, you said he was up in Kentucky. Yeah. So he, he, but he came to Nashville, married Rachel Donaldson, and what ended up happening is she thought the divorce was finalized, <sighs> and so she go, went to go <laughs> marry uh, Andrew Jackson, wow. and the divorce wasn't finalized. Oh. And it caused huge controversy and problems. I would say so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're dealing with Andrew Jackson, so right. I think he ended up prevailing in that wow. case. Yeah. Uh, so huge problems in, like, the 1970s or 1790s. I was about to say, I didn't know that. Was, yeah, they, she's they she's old yeah. at that point. Uh, in, the 70s. in the 1790s. And then uh, Andrew Jackson ran for president in 1822 and right. 1826. She, was, she passed away. She passed away. So yeah. how, how did Rachel Donaldson die? That's the next question. Well, it wasn't old age, was it? No, nope, she was no. 61. That was okay. But she died 
Um, she died right before he became president, and, and that changed his whole. Oh, right, yeah, that, that changed him forever, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what it was. So she died of a heart attack. Oh, but the uh, the stress that was happening with the propaganda for the, the, the with the election, yeah. uh, everyone was criticizing her as being an adulterer, oh. and because she was previously married to another man, and that marriage wasn't finalized, oh, and because yeah. of the the propaganda and the marketing tactics right. uh, that they were they were doing there in his time she died because of that stress oh my in december yeah so andrew jackson would have been elected in november she oh. died in december i think it was like 29 days before he went it to was, the yeah, house. It was really quick wow yeah i was about to say he came back and had like a they were supposed to have like it was it either a parade or something in nashville and uh, I, I remember there was some kind of uh like a line of cars that went through downtown nashville around the time he got elected and, but it ended up being like a more of a, a thing for Rachel, I, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Um, you know, I officiated a wedding at uh, one of the churches that uh, Andrew Jackson built for his wife on, as part of the Hermitage property. Wow, that's where somebody had had their wedding, and uh, that's really cool. It's pretty extraordinary to feel to be in there. Right? Yeah. Then, Have yeah. you been to um, the bridge, the old Bridgestone building? The original one? The, yeah. the, the one <laughs> there, over... There's now three, technically. Yeah, the original right? one. I think yeah. the original one in Nashville. The yeah. one right near Briley Parkway. It's right across the street from my neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you been to the top floor and seen the library inside of that building? No. So there's this wooden li- library. From I mean, the, it's in the round part. In the round part, yeah. Oh, up, okay. Like up top. And uh, it, it was in the executive suite of this building. And all of the wood uh, for that library that's built in there was built from the, the, the hermitage from the 1999 tornado that knocked down nearly no 2000 trees in the Bridgestone, building. in the Bridgestone, that old Bridgestone building. I'll be darned. Yeah. It's I'm, incredible. Wow. Yeah, that's I'll, cool. I'll, I'll show you a photo of it, but you know, that's I've, our little quiz of Rachel Donaldson. I've, I've been <laughs> in that building and now of course the, um, uh, the, the state, uh, they've been rehabbing inside of there, haven't they? Yeah. It, it looks like they've been doing some work, right? The, uh, the, the, um, the, gosh, I'm blanking this, the, the, Board of, uh, <laughs> like Nashville State, um, the, oh, uh, the Board of Regents. Thank okay. you. Okay, the board, of, the, gotcha. the, the state uh, headquarters okay. for the Board of Regents is, is in that building now. Oh wow! Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. So glad to see it occupied. Yeah, abs- abs- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. If somebody, so, if, if somebody was visiting Donaldson, yeah, what restaurant would you recommend to them? You know, it's getting harder and harder to, to choose. There's so many good ones now. No, um, I have to pick just one. Um, several three, three. Three. Give, give them a small like little tour of like C- coffee shop. make sure you visit this this and this yeah. oh gosh well especially uh, Cal- i mean caliber is probably the Caliber's staple has the market. coffee shop here they've done an extraordinary job um uh, you know that was one of the things that a lot of people wanted was a coffee shop now i think we're pretty well caffeinated in, in, in donaldson <laughs> you know, i mean even nectar has good coffee yeah. yeah in the mornings they've got great food that was my very first rezoning project all right youtube if you want to hear the rest of this podcast make sure you head to our patreon account xplr.nash on there we have the full interview with jeff syracuse on there also don't forget we're going live on twitch when we're doing a lot of these interviews here in studio xplr no dot just xplr nash on twitch i don't think they allow the dots on on twitch but we're we're live streaming there so if you want to ask questions to our guests and everything while we're doing that uh then feel free to uh, follow us on twitch as well Now, if you want to stay more up to date about Nashville and everything happening in Nashville, make sure to follow us on Instagram at xplr.nash. 
Uh, also, you can text us 615-392-1358, and we do daily updates of what's happening throughout Nashville on our texting platform. Yeah, so again, thank you to Jeff Syracuse for joining us today in studio. It was a really great time. We're looking forward to our new Nashville story episode coming out next week with DJ Robert Luke right before the 4th of July celebration here in Nashville. So Nashville, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend and we will see you on Monday with more firework related content. Doing a lot of that. All right. Kaboom. Kaboom.